musician. I called it Celebrity Jeopardy, D.L. Hewley. His situation was actually in Nashville, Tennessee. He's on stage, starts slurring his words, and then he collapses. And then they cut and say, well, we found out he was diagnosed with COVID-19. He actually got on his live later on that night after passing out mm -hmm. and he told everybody, sorry about that. I guess I was asymptomatic. They told me I had COVID-19. So I have to quarantine for 15 days, but I just, you know, I was up on stage, I was feeling sluggish and then I passed out and whatnot. So I saw, I, I recognized it personally for myself, but I wanted to know what you guys thought about that then. They would use him because being a celebrity, he is a lightning rod. You know, cause I know he does that radio show. I don't know if it's what network it's on, but he's usually pretty uh, political on that network, mm -hmm. that show. You mean with the brat? He, no, he's, he's not on there with the brat. That's not, Ricky Smiley show. Yeah, oh, right. thank you. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I. I mean, I, I I heard the 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 news announcement about him collapsing uh, from, and then later on finding out that he was tested for COVID nineteen. I guess they said that he was also exhausted. Right. Um, and they say he was dehydration too, as well. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard the rumors about him possibly drinking. That that's something new uh, that that I was not aware of. But I know. Um, with him, I know I know there was a lot of talk about whether or not um, he should have been performing. Maybe it was too soon for this club. I, I think it's called Zany's Comedy Club. Um, I was just wondering if, if uh, you know, some, some people were wondering if they should not have been open up so soon. Gotcha. If this wasn't the, the, you know, the right time for him to be there performing, but then I also heard some comedians like Cheryl Underwood, who's on the talk. She had made a great point. She said, when you're doing stand-up comedy, you know, if you don't perform, you don't eat. And so uh, so to get back out there for, and I'm not saying, I, I doubt D.L. Hewley is hard up for cash. That's what but, I was doing yeah. But, um, you know, but she made a point about why this place probably opened up so soon. You know, a lot of, lot of stand-up comedians are probably looking to get back out there uh, because that's how they do make their living. If they don't have a show that they're, they're not gonna eat. And so, um, although I do think DL probably is popular enough, he could have done a virtual show and still done a, done a good job. But you know, it, it's his choice to be out there and perform. But um, I don't, you know, it does bring up the question, was it too soon for them to get out there? Because now the news was reporting that people who went to the show, they need to get tested. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, who knows if, you know, and that I don't know who caught him, but there was a gentleman in the viral video where it showed him coming to pick him up. And, I, you know, that gentleman definitely probably needs to get tested since he was in very close proximity to uh, to DL. But I I don't know about the drinking thing. That was the first thing I've, I've heard about that. But um, I think it's it's good awareness that we still need to be cautious because just because places are opening up doesn't mean that we can't get it. I think that's the message here, the, the clear message here. We need to wear a mask. We need to wash our hands. We need to be careful about congregating in these, in these large crowds. 
yeah. in tight areas. Well, I'll say this before I let you go, Dre, um, just to give you more information. I have a, a lot of people that I know because of course I used to live there. Um, the clubs have been open for probably about, I mean, not all the clubs, but a lot of these spots are open. They've been open for months, a couple of months, like a month and a half. Wow. So people have been out doing it. So I am, you know me, I'm always, I'm suspicious because I'm like, well, they didn't disclose the fact that he was, well, for one, he's a comedian. And I know there are some comedians that I've seen online who have been doing gigs actually for a month and a half now, mm-hmm. some on and off, not as much as they were before COVID-19. And some of these these clubs and places have separation. I was wondering policies. about that. They do. They, they, especially in a town like Nashville, they got separation. They got people outside. They'll have you performing on stage to an outside. And that's no thing. That's nothing in Nashville. I mean, the weather is so nice all the doggone time. So it's like, yeah, to be outside, I performed outside before. I mean, it's nothing. People, people pull their drum sets to the park and have drum offs every week. Mm. Years ago, for years, I mean, musicians just go out to the park, just to shed. Be like, hey man, let's practice on this. Yeah, take your drum set outside to the park. Like, we don't mm. do that here in Ohio. When I see the video, I just thought it was interesting that He's up there talking and he slurred a little bit in the beginning and I saw the dude come to the side and then a few more minutes, maybe a half a minute or something like that. And then he's like, ooh, and then the guy comes around. So I don't know if the guy saw that or expected this or I don't know what, but I did notice that dude was on the side kind of before, if that Mm. makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Almost like ready just in case something happens. Um, Yeah, it's like we expect this man. Something's wrong with him. (laughs) (laughs) Guys are crazy. You you know what I'm talking about. But what do you think, uh, Dre? Give me, give me your more thoughts on it before we move. Uh, And and, no, I mean, I hear what you all are saying, and and I'm, I agree with it. I just, I noticed that. Okay, number one, I didn't hear the the drunk thing or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense if you go back and look at it now because his words were slurring and stuff. But I just thought it was interesting. It's like that dude would not saying that they set it up or anything, but the guy was sitting over there on the side. He was just standing right there like waiting for a cue or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, or how to articulate that or whatnot, so. Mm-hmm. But that, you know what it's like? Remember that video about, um, Jodeci passing out on stage. Yeah, AC, mm-hmm. AC, completely drunk. Oh, I'm sorry, Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Yes. Yeah. Who was this? Was this something new or? Old? This was what four, five, six years ago. Something it may have been like longer that. than that. I, it may have happened in yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. He passed and out. He was wasted drunk. I mean, he, he had a drink. Drunk. Real bad. And, and, and the thing is, I don't know what to say. Then you know, people in the crowd, somebody help him. <laughs> you know, you have a show. You know, you it's like, so why are you getting blackout drunk? I don't understand. I'm not saying that performers don't have pressure. And the thing is, Kelly, um, he passed out and Casey kept singing. Yeah, he did. He, he stepped kept, over him. He just stepped over and just kept on going. <laughs> he looked down and just kept on singing. <laughs> so the show must go on at the all. The show must go on, but there's only two of y'all up there. There's no Dalvin and there's nobody oh else to pick goodness. up his slack. So oh, I don't man. know what... I don't know what to say, you know, um, but 
take mm-hmm. care of yourself. I don't know what to say. I don't but, you know. If you it's, know, if I it's still, a mixture. I still think the bottom line is that if he, even regardless, let's say if let's 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 entertain the thought that he was probably had too many to drink. If if that if that is the case, I mean the fact that bottom line he tested positive for COVID. True. You know, still, it still begs the question: Are we opening up too early? And I, I don't know what Tennessee's policy was. I have to look. You know, Corey says they've been open for a while. But um, I'm just I'm just curious if we and I would also like to know what are the case uh, cases of COVID there? If it are they rising or are they shortening there? But no, I, I gotta hmm. look that up or something. Some I guess somebody could also make the argument that maybe he wasn't really necessarily ready for the set, and <laughs> you know it, if we're, okay. we're buying it, I'm just saying he wasn't ready. Uh, so he was just like he you wasn't know ready. You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, that that if somebody was was being cruel and wanted to 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 uh, to oh, really people are gonna have jokes. Oh, they already started. They yeah, already people started. are gonna have jokes. Yeah, they 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 have definitely started. But I mean, we wish the best of luck to them. But something else, I want to say this too. Also, um, we have to observe more to Corey's point. There is a sensational aspect about the media trying to say COVID, COVID, COVID. There was a story, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. I think it was in New York, and they were like, oh, this teenager, he was like 16, 17, like 19 or something like that. Mm -hmm. He he passes away from COVID and da, 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 da. However, what they chose not to tell you is this dude was like morbidly obese. He was like 360 pounds or whatever. And he also had MS or something like that. Um, So off the top, when you hear them say that, you're thinking, oh, you know, COVID strikes again. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't mention that this individual was almost 360, 400 pounds. And on top of that, he had a pre-existing condition. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, maybe it, it... sped up what was going to happen eventually because he was morbidly obese this this yeah. individual but but the headline is just that you know covid strikes again and kills young people and blah 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 so you know you have to have more discernment and be aware of the game that's going on um but um yeah wow okay well can we move on to the next topic sure you guys want to do the nba feelings whatever you want to do <laughs> my nba feelings I, I brought this up. This is interesting because we always have interesting conversations when it comes to the NBA. All right, you have a situation right now. When COVID hit, the National Basketball Association was in the middle of a season, or actually beyond the middle. They were coming to the last quadrant of the season. Um, and you know, in, in any sport, you know, teams that have a certain record are in contention for a playoff. And then the teams that are not in contention, you know, they kind of like mail it in and start getting their young guys in to test <laughs> the waters, you know. And they, the old guys start claiming that the knees are hurting and they, they want to take time off and people want to retire and everything. So we have a situation where the NBA is, I guess they're serious about doing it and they've already moved to the next step quietly of having an NBA season in Orlando okay. for the, the finishing of this season with the teams that are in contention or starting right like maybe a few planned games 
and then going right to the playoffs, which means there's a whole gang of teams that are in the league that are like, well, we're done. Mm. And so then you have the collective bargaining concept, which is a lot of players say, well, I'm a professional, there's wear and tear, this is a lost season, let me heal, mm. and don't put me back out there for no stinking few games and then the playoffs and then somebody else. I'd rather just sit on out. Which I it feels like an what an exhibition game to them or something. They don't yeah, want because it. it's so useless. I mean, you're playing. You're gonna get paid, but you're playing for a non-season. And what if you twist something or hurt something that affects next year when you could be potentially out? So I understand it. But then the the issue is now player <laughs> players. You know the term amongst us as a people. We always say stuff like man. We woke. So now players, some players are like, like ultra woke right now because this season is a wash. You know, it's easy. You know, you don't have to worry about going and playing and showing up and representing some some city or some team. Mm-hmm. And so now you have our beloved Kyrie Irving. You're now saying, <laughs> now he wants to stand for like injustice, which is cool and honorable. But of course, Kyrie Irving is not, you know, it's, it's almost like you're playing yourself. Uh, <laughs> if you're not really deep and you don't really know fully what's going on or have a grasp of it, if don't you, speak deep, on it. you take a deep dive, then people are going to be like, oh yeah, Kyrie, what you got to say? And now it looks like, well, Kyrie, you were hurt this year. You weren't supposed to play at all. So yeah, you want to, as far as the collective, I guess, maybe I'm using the wrong term, the, the group of players, athletes that are a part of this association and talking about what they like and don't like he's saying we shouldn't play at all and you got players like lebron and some of the laker players who are like yeah let's play because i want to compete for a championship which i understand you know because you have some players who are getting older clock is ticking they don't have they don't want to gamble with their bodies like look i'm getting older let's make this season or else i don't want the season to be a wash yeah. So I was going to ask you guys what you thought about it, but I, <clears throat> my thoughts just real quick on it. I think um, I respect some of the older players who have something to gain from playing. I, I respect them wanting to play. Yep. And I don't think that, um, I think it is a concern. You don't want to get sick. But I think the plan they have it set up in is to have all the playoff games in one city, in one little quadrant of stuff. And I think that that's doable. The the news media reports that I was looking at, they were saying that the teams, I guess, will be at the Disney complex Mm -hmm. and they'll be playing. I guess it'll be all all the NBA teams will be represented in some shape, form or fashion. Mm -hmm. And the, the goal here is that they'll be in this Disney bubble is what they're calling it and they are not going to leave the complex. They're just basically going to eat, sleep, and play at Disney. At least that's what I took it as the re- the media reports that I was reading. Sure. And the I goal is going to be like four to seven games uh, played each day. Oh, okay. And then the two out of the 88 games that they have are supposed to be televised. Hmm. And then the playoffs are supposed to begin sometime in August. And then oh, right now, it's I guess the, that it's set for the finals to be sometime in, in September, with Game Seven supposedly being in October. 
October. October. So that's sort of like the setup. But I w- I have been reading about how, you know, the 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 pros and cons of this whole thing. You know, some are arguing, you know, is it safe to even have them there in the first place, having all these people on one uh, in one complex? Even though I guess it's pretty, they're supposed to be pretty much spaced out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're playing in a couple of arenas. And I, I'm just curious. I don't know what the Disney com are they talking about Disney itself in Orlando? Are they? Or is this another complex? Like they a, have so many com. I don't know. I can't tell you. Well, yeah, that's what I'm like. Is it the amusement park complex, or is there another? I'm just not familiar with the stadium. But yeah, because I think there's a stadium in Orlando where the Orlando Magic normally would play. Okay, mm-hmm. so I guess they're, they're going to be doing. To me, it sounds like a big, huge professional tournament is what it sounds like. Okay. Um, I mean, bottom line, in layman's terms. But, uh, you know, I know the league had discussed uh, with the National Basketball Players Association about making sure that this, you know, this they had a safe start. If they're going to re- if they're going to restart, that it was going to be safe for the players. And I guess they came to some agreement that they feel it's okay. going to be safe for the, the for the players or there's going to be some sort of strict medical plan in place and right. taking of temperatures and all this other stuff uh is one aspect but um mm-hmm. like you said irving is kind of arguing against it because he thinks it's kind of taking away from uh the cause that's really being pushed right now from the black lives matter movement yes. and he's he's thinking it might be a distraction uh, if we get started into basketball right now, but something interesting I did read. You mentioned about the 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 financial aspect here, and okay. I did read that that Kyrie is not scheduled, wasn't scheduled to play. I guess this upcoming season anyway. If there were were to return, he wasn't going to be able to play. But I guess he would lose a lot of money by them shutting down by not resuming. Um, I I read that in one media report. He could lose money. Uh, so it's not a money thing. I guess it's not a money thing for him. It might be just strictly the message because uh, from what I read, he could actually lose money if they decide not to resume. Hmm. But there's a lot of moving pieces in this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And there's a lot that I don't know everything about. You know? um, but maybe I was, I'm, I was being maybe a little cynical about Kyrie because I know Kyrie when he was with the Cavs, he would always jump out of the tree. A lot of people around the country don't know what he would always be saying in these interviews and stuff. He would say some stuff. And sometimes he'll take a deep dive and it's like, uh, do you know what you're getting into when you say this, sir? Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, if he, he's got a point. I just found it interesting because um, Dwight Howard of the Lakers doesn't want to play either. He agrees with Kyrie. But I know, I heard that Dwight Howard's, I don't know if it's his brother or cousin, is running for office in Los Angeles or something like that. Mm. And he's a politician or wanting to be, you know, so there may be some ties to how he thinks about certain things politically that might lend itself to Dwight Howard saying, well, I'm not willing to come back late. But what I read was that they, they were gonna, even if you chose to sit out for political reasons, they were trying to push to say you will still get paid Mm. or part of the Lakers organization. Or a part, not Lakers, but a part of the NBA. Well, I know that they're- Adam Silver, I think the the commissioner. Oh, go ahead, you were saying. 
I think there's, you know, there are some players like uh, LeBron James who are saying, let's go ahead and have the season. Um, and one of the arguments that one of the players, and I forget who was making this argument, wasn't necessarily LeBron, but uh, they were making the argument that it's better for us to play because we can use our platform to further, yeah. you know, raise the banner to inequality and, 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 uh, this issue that Black, Li Black Lives Matter is raising about, you know, about equality and about, you know, police brutality. They can use their platforms. And then, you know, there are some that speculate in some of these media reports about this whole situation that if they don't resume, there are some players that could lose some money, like uh, Kyrie, he could lose some money. And there's some other players that maybe not as prominent as Kyrie, gotcha. they could definitely lose some pay paychecks as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, the question is, is that good for the league? Is it good for those players? You know, if they're losing their, their paychecks and one basketball player was saying, if I lose my paycheck, I can't really support the cause. We can, right. do, we can do more with money than we can without, which is a right. very valid argument. Yes, I agree. I agree. Because not every player is on the same pay scale, you know. LeBron is like, he, he does, most of his money is coming from endorsements, but somebody who's like on the bench who barely gets started on is uh, well, well, let me ask you this, because what I heard was kind of going hand in hand, what you said is the people who don't want to play, they don't have to play. But the people who do want to play, they're willing to move forward. So is this an opportunity for some of the bench warmers to get more of a yes. play time? Does this make sense, what I'm saying? Yep. Mm, that'll be so, interesting. So, so this way, everyone's happy. You all who feel like you need to sit out, mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, and those who want to play, that's fine. So yep. you can represent for the cause one way or another. So if you want, hey, I'm a conscientious observer for lack of a better term, that's cool. But the people who do want to play and say, hey, we can bring our cause to a, a wider audience, that's cool. And yep. so I see that's the way where it's going. I'm in agreement and that way everyone's happy and everyone's like, you know, respected or feels respected or whatever, you know? And when you said some of these guys are still going to get their paycheck. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what they're pushing for. It's like, who knows? We'll see what they do. I guess they have till either the end of July to figure something out. And I didn't know they were going to push the season all the way to October. But if they're willing to do it, I think I think they probably have to make their decision before because I I would one I think Sports Illustrated was reporting that uh, the first set of teams are are set to arrive July the seventh. Okay, so right. they really don't they they got I guess they got to figure it out. But there was I did read about some of the players who were. Um, saying they feel like, well, why should we have to go through this whole process and we know we're not going to make the playoffs? Right. So, you know, they, you know, <laughs> some, some, some of the players were already saying, is this a waste of our time to make us be in this bubble? This, uh, and one could joke that it could be a COVID bubble. Uh, mm. And and now we're we're okay. doing these these games and it's not going to amount to a hill of beans. Is that really worth it? Yeah. But. I don't know. It, and it's going to be interesting to see how it looks because like like Sports Illustrated was reporting that 52 of the 88 games are supposed to be televised and they're spread out on all these different platforms. Oh, and, and these, I don't even think they can, I, it, while they're there on this complex, 
it's gonna be limited amount of people who can actually be there. So they're not even gonna be around their families yeah. for this time period. So I don't know if it's like a tournament, like once you guys get knocked off completely, you're done. Peace, yeah, you're, you're done and you you can't you can't stay around or, or what. But it's gonna be it's gonna take a either way it goes when it resumes, it's it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how the end of this NBA season will go. And then it also brings up the whole point of summer basketball. You know, should, you know, do they need to change their schedule anyway? Is this gonna be a good thing? Is this gonna be a good thing for the fans I mean, I, and the I league? I think the anyway? fans are gonna, even though they're not gonna be able to be there in person, they are gonna be able to view and watch and whatever. And you know ESPN is hungry. They're desperate, they're like, dude, <laughs> they, need, they need content. We need content. Definitely yeah. need content. So whole world, man. Because I listen to some sports talk radio on blog talk or I'm sorry, not blog talk, but iTunes. And yeah, people are Disney is like they're they're driving this. <laughs> oh absolutely. Oh, I'm sure they're making I'm sure oh, they're making absolutely. some money off of this. I mean, just the, the mere fact of their presence being on there. And yeah. can you imagine? Uh I mean that security has to be tight out there. Oh, I would yeah. imagine oh, absolutely. security has to be top notch. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't know what the, I don't know the crowd in Orlando is predominantly. I mean, when you think about it, a lot of people in Orlando, it's not a lot of people of color down there in Orlando. Only rich white, mm. rich white people will have the money and the time to be able to say. Oh. I mean, I hear you, but no, Orlando, that's that's over there. I it's mean, not not necessarily next to Miami or whatnot. You have a high Latino population. You have a high African-American population. Now, there's a lot of- I don't think a lot of them are going to be coming to these states. Well, well, not only that, uh, in, some, in the midst of this, and we all didn't even think about it, Florida is one of the places where it's spiked as far that's as- That's right. And that's, uh, that's going to be- That's what I'm saying. They're calling it the COVID bubble over there. You know, so you got all these players in one spot. And uh, if they're- te I mean, I hope they're testing them, you know, testing. And there's already some- there was some news not too long ago about some players uh, being tested positive, but this is even before they get there. So, wow. ugh, you know, is this going to be a COVID bubble? You have all these people in one complex. Uh, what? What? And not dicey. That, not only that, um, even though some of the players are getting sick, they have a higher probability of getting well quicker because they're at, for lack of a better term, peak perform. You know, they work yeah, out a lot. Yeah. They do all this stuff. Let's hope so. so. Yeah. Um, but and I'm, I'm not throwing that out there to say, hey, go for it. You know, you get sick and bounce <laughs> oh, back. Oh, you get you know? sick, you'll bounce you know? back. I'm just being funny. I was like, you know that song, last night I took an L, but then I bounced back. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to um, tempt fate, as it were, if that makes yeah. sense. Right. Well, okay. Well, are we kind of cool with that subject? We can kind of move on. All right. So yeah. basically now we're into crying faces <laughs> or the crying face. <laughs> And not the Jordan crying face. Um, all right, so this uh, officer, and I didn't, I think they call her a Stacy officer, Stacy something. Or, or is- Calvert, or, uh, she's a she's a uh, McIntosh County Sheriff's deputy, yep. Stacy Talbert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. McIntosh County down there in Georgia. Uh, I saw the video, oh man. I got, well, just, you go ahead and open it up and we'll talk about it. Oh, Lord. Okay, so basically, this woman was taking a coffee slash McDonald's food break. And she went, uh, 
she had uh, driven through a drive-thru to get her coffee or whatever she ordered. She had said that she ordered it online just so that she could say, I'm here to pick up my order. And she didn't physically, she was in the car. She was driving through the drive-thru. And, you know, probably, you know how McDonald's is. I mean, I'm not going to... McDonald's or any other place. Yeah, casting aspersions on the children that work at McDonald's. You know, so the person gave her her drink, but it didn't have her McMuffin or whatever sandwich or croissant or whatever it was. And she goes into this soliloquy diatribe. A certain part of the media took that as, look what's happening to our people. They're all stressed out and da 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 When I saw that and the way she released the flipped out and all that sort of thing, this is not about a McMuffin or something like this. This individual appeared to um, have either worked a very long shift or, you know what I'm saying? When you're tired and you're at your wits end and all this stuff, I, that's what I picked up from it. And it's not, and then it just so happened that she had to be, became, she was a female officer and she was just like, oh, I came here and I want, it's just how she was saying things and she started veering off into other things that she wanted to pick up her stuff and she was ready and it wasn't there. It seemed like she was already stressed out. So I feel like maybe she just had a very long shift. She, she already didn't eat. So she's kind of delirious and all this stuff. And it's just the way her diatribe just expanded and went off into the ether, into the nether realms. I'm like, there's, there's so much more than this. This is not, oh, see, these police officers, they can't handle it and the stress. And, and I'm not saying that it's not stressful being a police officer, especially right now. But I think there's more to this. I think there were some other things. It's like, okay, you're not mad about whatever, you not getting your McMuffin on time or somebody accidentally forgetting that. She's like, I don't want it because they could have done something to it and all this. It's McDonald's. It's not the highest level of, you know, five-star service. It, it's it's fast food. So you know how many times that's happened at Wendy's or Burger King or whatever? Yeah. It is what it is, but I just feel like she was already stressed about whatever or she already didn't have enough rest or, or worked too long of a shift. That's what it read like to me. So but you she know also made she also made that insinuation that that uh, the reason I guess she didn't want them to bring her food after the I guess the employee brought the coffee or whatever it was and it wasn't her order that she didn't want the late food because she thought maybe they might have been doing something sinister. At least that's her insinuation in her Facebook Live video. Yep. You know, that she uh, thought that there was something sinister going on behind the counter. And, you know, un you know, unfortunately, I guess for her and her mind, you know, she's a police officer. She's pulling up in this McDonald's and they're messing up her order. And so I think she was trying to kind of give the impression or the idea that somebody might have been doing something sinister with her McMuffin. And so even if they bring it to her late, she still didn't want to have it right. uh, also. But yeah, I I don't know if that was the wisest video to make. Right. I don't know if that was the wisest video for her to make. Can I say that? Because you brought up this two things. And so other people have said the same thing. It's just like when you're in the middle of, I don't want to call it a breakdown. It's just like whether she's tired or hungry. Mm -hmm. Mental meltdown the, or something. Mm -hmm. That is not the time to do that. And other people who work in the food industry, we shouldn't even say things like that. She's, what this individual said is like, look, if they want to do something to your stuff, 
they're so good that they'll do it real quick and get it out to you if like right. you've been overly nasty. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Well, I know. <laughs> they're, they're, that's they're, real they're good not, to know. They're not gonna take five minutes to do it. They'll drop something, pick it up and throw it if you've been a butthole to them or whatever. So I just feel like she was tired. She was, there was a lot of anxiety. So, so what like, you're saying, she had nothing to worry about. <laughs> the longer time she waits, that means your food is still good. They're like, they're actually trying to fix your food. There was the, people were saying like, you should be a little worried if it comes too quick. It's like, hey, is this properly cooked? Or y'all do what y'all was supposed to do? Where are my pickles? Where are my onions? So, so. Mm -hmm. but but yeah, I, wow. I, I think the the other mistake that she made um, was, uh, I think at one point in her video, she had said that she doesn't hear people thinking cops enough. And, mm. and I know she said, I don't, Something to the effect, I don't hear thank you enough anymore. Uh -oh. And that. uh, I'm, that's, I'm, that's saying, I'm telling you. We're not thanking you for pulling I'm, us over. And, and thank you. I mean, read the room at this point. Read the room. I think that was a really tone deaf comment to make. Uh, given the time and period that we're living in, given what's going on in our in our world today, not just our country, just in our world today. And for you to make that comment that she doesn't think police officers are thanked enough. Well, you know, unfortunately there, Stacy, you're not gonna get a whole lot of thank yous right now. And unfortunately, oh, and we, as we all know, there are some good police officers. There are people who are, uh, are who act in a respectful manner mm. and who act fairly. Uh, but unfortunately, because they're part of the brotherhood of law enforcement, yeah. They're going to be grouped in with the bad ones. And right now, people's minds aren't on thinking, uh, you know, thinking a police officer right now. Not to say that we shouldn't be, but I, I just think it was a poor, I think it was a great lapse in judgment for her to make a comment like that. I don't think I hear thank you enough anymore. And I, I think she, she was trying to make the art after the video went viral. Mm -hmm. She was trying to make the argument that she was just expressing how she feels. It wasn't really necessarily anything against McDonald's, but um, she was just, she was just, since everybody else is telling their feelings, she thought it was her turn, you know, to jump in and, and say her feelings. But I almost wonder though, I don't know what that McDonald's is like there, but I'm wondering if the staff and whoever it was from the McDonald's staff that approached her with the wrong order, if there, if that staff was black, oh, yeah. I'm uh, because sure I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering sure if we would have received this Facebook Live this is video if if it was a white staff that or predominantly white staff. Why in the world were you under the impression? And this is where it makes me think where it gets off on these you know these names that she's being called, you know Karen with a badge or Molly McMuffin, you know those kind of things that she's been called. You, because she almost in a way can be likened to Amy Cooper because you know mm -hmm. Amy Cooper the woman you know, the woman that got after got after the black man called the police and did yeah. all that theatrics right. Right. Uh, because he had the nerve to confront her uh, for not putting her dog on a leash in a park which was the park rule so this this officer Talbert for her to have this meltdown on camera and say, you know, oh, police officers are not think enough and this, that, and I. Are you saying this because the staff at McDonald's is black? Would you be saying the same thing if right. the staff were white? Would white. you be saying that? 
you know, because you almost can be likened to an Amy Cooper because the, the mere fact that you're trying to insinuate or create this ins insinuation that something sinister is going on behind the counter at McDonald's, that they're, that they're thinking about doing stuff to your food. Now, we don't know. We don't know what they were doing. There are so many factors here as to why she didn't get her McMuffin on time. It's ridiculous. It's silly. She McDonald's is a busy place. And then you got to account for the time that she went there. I mean, there's so many factors here. I mean, maybe something wasn't going right. Maybe there was a new person starting in the back. Who knows? Right. You know, but just to make this insinuation that the reason why they're taking a long time to get you your McMuffin is because they're, they're doing something sinister to your food. I think it's a stretch. I yeah. think it's a big stretch. And, you know, here we go into, you know, the girl that cried wolf here because you're you're making these insinuations. Would you be making these same insinuations if it was a white staff? Right. Yeah. And me me. Oh, go ahead. No, real quick, something else on that. If you want to hear thank you more often, take the time and invest in the community that you're into. Make there connections, you get to know people, get them That's to right. know you. Believe me, you'll hear a lot more thank yous when it's like, oh, I actually know you or have a passing familiarity with who you are or right. I can kind of trust you. You want thank you? Invest in that community. Mm -hmm. Right, right. What's that, what's that old saying? Re respect is, is earned, not given. True. Right. Very true. LeBron James, nice little, <laughs> nice drop in, Monty. <laughs> no, for real. That, um, there, like you said, the respect earned, not given is character. Mm -hmm. That's what character is. Built. I mean, your character kind of deceives you. So, if you're one of these, I ordered it on the internet because I was trying. Because she also insinuated that she had ordered on the internet because she didn't want. She wanted to stay low key. Yep. Like she, she was coming. So you were looking for somebody to do something wrong. To right, right. You were ducking. You were looking for it. You were ducking in it. And again. Since they said, I, I read a news report that she visits this uh, McDonald's location frequently. So my question is, again, is this a black staff? I, I'm pretty sure it is. Kelly. Why are you under the impression that they're going to do something bad to your food? Yeah. Why Why did you go there and with the thought that they're going to do something bad? Have you had some bad experience before? You know, all this stuff. And then it's now it's turned political, too, because right. you know, oh. a lot of conservative political uh you know conservative folks who are you know saying that you know this is just uh one incident of how um you know police are mistreated and all this stuff i mean really mm -hmm. you're waiting for a mcmuffin here's the thing i would have told officer talbert i i would have told or deputy talbert i would have told her drive off go to another location get your money back that's what I would have told her. Go to Burger King. If you thought if you thought it was all that, if it was enough for you to get on your Facebook Live after having not gotten your McMuffin, right. that's some serious stuff. But you know what? You know what? She she never Kelly. She probably never even told them that there was a problem. She, she probably, probably didn't. She and, probably but, took the coffee, sat, went on live in her car, and was on drive off. Take no, I think she did. I think she said in her in her in her video that I think she said something to the person uh, who brought her the coffee or whatever that she just said that she didn't even want the food anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, but she ended up meeting with the owners anyway later on after this all went viral. The owners did did meet with her, and the owners even said that you know she didn't have a problem with the service. You know, so then it's like a lot of backtracking. Right. Um, 
right. you know, at least from the, the, I don't know if the owners were telling the truth, but at least they told the media that when they had spoken to her, that uh, she yeah. did, she, she was more so upset with the fact that the order was wrong or something like that, but that she wasn't treated badly by the staff or anything like that. Yeah. But, you she know, I just think it was class, poor, poor taste. I'm not saying yeah. she didn't have a right to express her feelings. If she felt the need to get on Facebook Live and complain about her McMuffin being gone, that's on her. But it also lends another, another issue here that you felt that you would be taken seriously for making this argument in the first place. To me, could one could argue that this is an example of white privilege. Oh, it is. And they would win that argument. <laughs> because mm -hmm. it, it is, that's how it goes. That's All this stuff going on today and you complaining about a McMuffin and you, you think somebody's gonna take you seriously by putting it on Facebook Live? And you, you really think somebody's gonna put you take you seriously and you're shocked when they don't? Mm -hmm. To me, that's an example of white privilege. Yes. And, and you also put the workers at that McDonald's in jeopardy. You sure are killing yes. black people right now for minuscule right. things. Oh, yeah. So all those little kids, those 14 and 15 year olds that have their little job there, their parents got to worry about them going to that McDonald's job. You sure did. There uh, you go. Yo, a grown man. Be ready to punch your lights out. And that's the Amy Cooper effect. That's the Amy Cooper effect right there. I didn't even think about that. That is the Amy Cooper effect right there. The girl who cried wolf. Yeah. Let's make it look as worse than what it is. Yeah. And now you're right. Because uh, th those staff members are probably going to be scrutinized yeah. heavily. Because, yeah. and they didn't probably didn't do anything but their jobs. No. Yeah. This is, well, so that's the world we're in. That's why, you know, and an encouragement to our to our listeners, you know, as black people, you know, keep our head in the game, keep our eyes open and stay prayed up. And people aren't playing with us. They're taking all liberties. We just have to stay, stay vigilant out here and watch.